0: Calling Brendan Slaughter, Managing Editor of Beaver Edge, the best Oregon State page out there.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Let Me Tell You. We're previewing the Cougar Beavers football game this Saturday with Brendan Slaughter, the Managing Editor for Beaversedge.com. If you want Oregon State Beavers content, you go to Beaversedge.com. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, Walker. Uh, definitely
0: glad to come on and talk a little uh, Oregon State-Washington State season op- opener. Uh, it's
1: going to be exciting. Happy to get Pac-12 football underway, my friend. Oh, I've been waiting for this for months, so this is great. All right, so let's jump right in. So obviously the news is a little unrelated to Oregon State, but it's Pac-12. Cal and UW were, well, the game was canceled. and won't be revisited earlier this week. How is Oregon State doing in terms of COVID control and keeping all the following all the guidelines with social distancing, wearing a mask, all of that?
0: Yeah, Walker, that's actually a a great question. And one uh, I appreciate for sure. Obviously, you know, just uh, I saw that news uh, break not too long ago that that indeed Cal and Washington not going to be playing this weekend due to that. And uh, even saw that Justin Wilcox was a little heated with, you know, the Burke Health Authority down there. And yeah, definitely, you know, something we can expect. You know, I've kind of said throughout my podcast and things at beaversedge.com that this year is certainly going to be a year like no other in terms of just the potential for situations like this to happen on a weekly basis and and when you get right down to it you know it's only going to come down to how safe each of these schools can be in their protocols and as it relates to Oregon State they've been really good as far as you know keeping almost no or very low positive tests. I can't actually remember their last time they had a positive. They've had a, a couple since the uh, process started way back in March, but nothing recently uh, that's been made known. And as far as I know, they've been doing a great job, each one of the players, just keeping their social circles small. You know, They know that they
1: have to be diligent in order to have a season, and I, I've seen a great amount of leadership
0: from the Beavers so far in that
1: regard. That's great. I lo- we love hearing that all the Pac-12 players are staying smart and safe. I mean, we see this throughout the conference. I mean, Trevor Lawrence—not the conference, but the country. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, Wisconsin, it's everywhere. You just have to be smart, and if you want to finish the season, just stay safe. Certainly, and, and you know, it's it's something
0: that we're we're still adapting to this world, right, where we're living and learning day by day. It seems like how to coexist with the virus. You know, you go back to you know just a couple months ago, Pac-12 football was canceled. Other conferences are moving forward. The Pac-12 learns a lot more about it. You know. It seems like, and I say this all the time, you you learn something new about this every day. Every day, there's a new development, both you know, potentially positive or negative. We know more and more every day. So, being able to you know bring everyone together, and I got to credit the Pac-12. I think as far as testing protocols go and the parameters around safety, I, I think they're the top of the class. They may be the last conference or one of the last to get
1: going, but I think they did it the right way. I couldn't agree with you more. Let's get into the football talk. So. The Jonathan Smith led Beavers are obviously coming off of a really good season. They were five and nine, which doesn't sound great on the surface, but they were it was a really fun team and good team to watch. What do you think Beaver fans and Pac-Twelve fans should expect for them this year?
0: You know, it's gonna be interesting just because the, you know, six, seven game schedule, depending on what that last game looks like for, you know, all the twelve teams, it's it's a weird year and a year that's gonna be you know, have a giant addaris next to it and, you know, years and years from now, as it is just seven games. So I think that places a bigger emphasis on the importance of each game. But as far as Oregon State goes this year, it's a natural, you know, uphill climb of a rebuild, right? And say it all the time. You lose big in year one. Oregon State lost big in year one. You lose close in year two. Oregon State lost close last year. Year three, you start to win close. Year four you start to win big. Not every rebuild is the same, but I think It'll be hard to quantify with wins just based on there being fewer games, how
1: successful the Beavers will be.
0: But I just continue to believe that they'll be a better team they were the year before and so on and so forth.
1: I mean, they were a great team last year. They were both with the Cougars. One went away from a bowl game, sadly. Well, for me, it was great. We beat you guys, but sadly for you, it didn't end. <laughs> Certainly, your way.
0: and and that was a, a barn-burning game up in Pullman last year. Who can forget just the? I mean, the raw emotion of that game. That was a a lot of points scored in that one.
1: The Beavers have 13 projected starters coming back in offense and defense. Are there any players we should be aware of that might not be getting the headlines that other players for the Beavers are?
0: Yeah, you know, as far as, you know, headline guys, you know, uh, I'm sure everyone by this point knows about Hammock Rashid and and just the the dominant outside linebacker that he is, you know, obviously turned down the NFL draft to come back for his senior season. I think he's definitely a a leader on that defense. But as far as those underrated guys on defense, I would keep an eye on the cornerbacks, particularly uh, Nashawn Wright, Alton Julian. They added you know, you you think back to last year in Pullman, you know, Anthony Gordon was able to throw all over that Oregon State defense. And the Oregon State coaching staff addressed it this offseason by bringing in several highly touted JUCO corners. I'm excited to see that matchup between the Cougar receivers and the Oregon State secondary. And then on offense, Tristan Jebbia, you know, new starter. I mean, obviously, uh, the Cougar fans can relate with Delore getting his first start, but this is still Jebbia's, you know, First starting season, so to speak. He got one start last year, but kind of a new era for him, too. So, you know, lots of storylines to watch. Certainly, I'm excited.
1: So, touching on De- Jevia, so he's replacing Jake Lutton, who will actually get his first start in the NFL this week, which is awesome for Gardner Mitchell, Washington State guy. What should, what are the expectations? And do you think, do you think he will be able to match the production from Jake Lutton, who had a fantastic year last year 28 touchdowns to three interceptions?
0: No, certainly. And and, and I got I to gotta correct you, Jake Luton.
1: Luton, I'm sorry. So,
0: no, no, you're good. But, you know, as far as, you know, it's going to be different as far as, you know, the, the setup of Oregon State's offense. And I think you brought up a great point, just that ratio. You know, 28 to 3 last year as far as touchdowns to picks. That's a really good season. And, you know, that's the efficiency that a lot of coaches and offensive coordinators would dream of in a given year, right? So, and, and not to mention Isaiah Hodgins number one target and one of the best receivers in the Pac-12, now off to Buffalo. The offense is going to be different. I expect them to lean heavily on the run game a little bit more to kind of set up the play-action pass this year, let their speedy receivers get in space. But I think, you know, the difference will be just uh, Jebbia's a little mobile, maybe not quite as canon of an arm as Luton, but a definitely
1: different skill set, and I'm excited to see how he fits in the offense. That's going to be great. Also, you guys are getting back. Jamar Jefferson, one of the most exciting running backs his freshman year of college, but he was injured last year. What do you think his role will be? Is he an instant starter again, or do they work him in slowly?
0: Certainly, you know, know, I think back to his freshman season, you know, freshman All-America, you know, he had a terrific, terrific year, and then, you know, last year, week two, he, you know, has a high ankle sprain against Hawaii, and, you know, worked, missed some games, and worked his way back, and, you know, they were kind of running a running back committee with Artavis Pierce and him. He was never really able to develop that rhythm that he wanted. Now that the backfield is kind of back to his and B.J. Baylor will back him up. But Jefferson worked on his body a lot this offseason. He added more muscle, added more strength, and tried to keep himself more nimble to kind of avoid those uh, those injuries and be able to take the, the punishment. So I expect the Beavers to probably give him uh, anywhere from 15, 20 or plus touches a game.
1: Uh, that's a lot of touches. So speaking on Isaiah Hodgkins, who he left early, he was obviously what well, I believe one of the top receivers in all of college football. Who replaces him? Who steps up?
0: That's that's the thing. I don't think the Beavers have like that marquee guy that's going to step up. I really think it's going to be by committee. And it's not like a lack of talent by any means, just Hodgins was Hodgins. I mean, he was a, a huge target. He was a very talented player. And, you know, hence why, you know, he's waiting in the wings for a solidly rising Buffalo team. And, you know, I think Trayvon Bradford kind of becomes the leader of that room, native from right here in Oregon City. But they just got a lot of guys. You know, you got look at Tyjohn Lindsay, Champ, Flemings, a few others as well. It's going to be by committee this year. They're going to spread the ball around a lot. So could you see several receivers with, you know, three, four hundred yards? Possible, maybe even kind of like an old Mike Leach system where there'd be a ton of receivers that accumulated yards. You'd have, you know, between five, six, seven, eight guys that had, you know, a couple hundred yards plus. So I think that's the Beavers'
1: goal this year is to try to spread it around a lot. It's very similar to the Cougars where you have a depth of receiver, just a rotating door, just coming in who fits best against what quarterback, basically.
0: Certainly, and I think that's just because of the personnel they have this year. They have a lot of talent, and they need to get it on the field. They said they're going to go six or seven deep at receiver.
1: That's good to know. Okay, and then? Where would you say the deepest, the strength for this Beaver team would be? That's a
0: really good question. You know, I I, want to say, and again, this is crazy for me saying it after what we've seen the last two years, I think it's going to be in the defense this year. You know, you talk about an Oregon State team that when Jonathan Smith and his staff got here was, you know, one of the worst programs, not just the Pac-12, but Power 5. I mean, the talent needed a huge upheaval, the coaching staff, the culture, you know, so on and so forth. And the ascension that Smith has been able to take the program, uh, it's been impressive. And, And I think defensively, they were really bad in year one, 2018, really bad. Like, I think second or third worst in the country. Last year, they showed some improvement, but still needed help, particularly in the secondary, the defensive line. Now that they added some pieces to the secondary, they got some more experience in the defensive line. I think this could be a year where maybe Oregon State's defense leads them to more victories in the offense because they maybe don't have that marquee, you know, Hodgins superstar on offense outside of, you know, Jefferson in the backfield. But I think we need to see how it goes, right? You know, we it's a lot of uncertainty, and I think we'll know a lot about each of the teams after they take the field just once this year.
1: Yeah, we definitely will. All right, last question. Give us a score prediction. Right now, I've been saying Oregon State 31,
0: Washington State 21. I think there'll be some points scored. I think the Beavers will win by two scores, but I think Delora's going to have some moments, right? I mean, a true freshman quarterback making his first start—he's going to be amped up, even though you know, limited crowd or no crowd, depending on families and all that—that that does get allowed into the stadiums. But there won't be. Family. I think he'll be, yeah, and I think, and I think he'll be—you know—he'll be hyped up as far as him. I think he'll get a couple scores, but I think the Beavers' experience on both sides of the ball. Plus, this is the first game for the Cougs, you know, brand new staff. They didn't get a lot of spring ball in. I, I do respect the heck out of Nick Rolovich just from last year. I mean, I, I was in Honolulu last year when Oregon State dropped that game, and I was absolutely impressed with the demeanor that his team played with. They were tough. They didn't give up, and and I think that's going to fit really well in Pullman just as, as a beat writer covering the conference. It was one of my more like okay that's a really good hire by washington state moves and i'm excited to see what he's going to build up there i think it'll take time to kind of transition from the leech i get the run and shoot similar to the air raid but uh, overall i think uh, it's going to be an exciting game and two teams that really want it
1: well i hope you guys go six zero after this week (laughs) we'll see how it happens thank you for coming on i really appreciate it
0: appreciate it walker i look forward to uh, hearing your podcast uh, throughout the rest of the season
1: That's I love it. Walker Unbelievable But he looked like he was 18 or 19 it. He looked like a young guy Ben now. you should have done this guy right What I get him a stripper What do you want no, me to do here buy I train? I, I get him a prostitute What were you